Welcome to episode 7 of the Starside Lounge, the DBO podcast. I am Bjorn, and today we are joined again by Xenos. Hello. And uh, Claude Herrera. Hey. And the ever-elusive NCSU Duncan. The reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. What, like slightly or greatly? Just greatly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, a, I'm mostly dead, but... <laughs> I'm not dead yet. There's definitely some exaggeration in there. Well, it's good to have you back. So we have a fair amount of, of news coverage again. Uh, Bungie's sort of just letting loose with all this The Taken King info, and every time new information comes out, it just seems to be a bigger and bigger release for Destiny. So um, I think the big the big item that, that happened this last week was the Bungie Twitch stream, uh, where they showed all the year two stuff in the tower. They showed how some of the new mechanics are going to work. Um, but then we also had some map... Uh, previews and there's some game informer articles um what else do we have here you uh let's see there's also the red bull stream this oh, yeah. weekend uh, not much news there that. but i missed that one uh, there's a there's a ton of stuff they've been talking about uh i've said it before but it seems like they're marketing a new game instead of just an expansion well it is year two you know yeah which is kind of interesting because if you look at the old uh game model Right where a new Halo game would come out every three years, right? There was no year two, and so the idea that you know year two means something, and that we're completely sort of turning the tables around this quickly after release—that's pretty impressive. I wonder if they're going to stick with uh, that sort of naming convention. You know, in 2016, are they going to be talking about year three of Destiny? Like, you know, years from now, are they going to be talking about? All right, this is what you're going to see see in year eight of destiny yeah that doesn't <laughs> seem to have uh legs right yeah pro- probably not but then again at that point but what's the they... alternative i have no idea well i think are we ever <laughs> gonna see a destiny 2 yeah that's what Maybe i was not. gonna say <laughs> is if there's a destiny 2 then they probably will switch away from the year stuff i would imagine when destiny 2 comes out destiny 2 destiny harder <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um Let's start with the video, the, the the Twitch stream. That was like a really big chunk of information. <laughs> yes, that is definitely true. Um, so I know Claude didn't get to see it, but Duncan and Xenos and I did. And so... What are you talking about? I watched it. Fast forward. In the last, <laughs> you, you want us in to the pretend, last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You want us to pretend that you saw it? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Do you want us to like feed you lines to say, oh, I thought... Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm curious bounties. though, right? Like, I'm 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 curious to get Claude's reaction to some of this yeah. stuff because I feel like at the very at, the, at face value, some of this stuff is going to be jarring. Yeah, and some okay. of it's going to be really cool. So, I'm as we go through, I'm, I'm make sure you speak up, Claude. You got it. I'm not even sure where to start. Let's I, see where did where did they start in the stream? I I believe they started. It started with Vault Space, right? That was right at the beginning. Oh, that was right at the <laughs> out beginning. Of the gate. They cut it in half. I Bam, couldn't believe we doubled it. it. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, okay. so double the vault space for uh, weapons and equipment. A um, little more for equipment, I guess. But that'll be nice, uh, given that we're going to be transitioning a lot of gear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty neat to see them double that. I wonder if we'll ever see it increase that much again. Because it sounds like it was, a, it was a lot of trouble just to increase it by what what they did now, um, right? And you know, and I'm I'm not even sure if if they knew they were going to or if they were just teasing us. 
because previously, well, like in that Luke interview with the hundred questions, he mm-hmm. when they asked him, they said he said sort of, which this is not sort of. This is like absolutely they're increasing the vault size. So my my question is, did it change between then and now, or I, I, it, it were they it just a, messing with us? It was a pretty my guess would breakthrough from what I've heard. Like like yeah. coming from E three, you know, asking about that kind of stuff. The impression there was, you know, hey, that's something we'd like to do, but that's a really tough problem, and they're working on it. Yeah. It also uh, seems it like... sound, yeah, it sounds like it's something that was sort of finally came together just in the past, I don't know, a couple of weeks, maybe even. So it was really cool to see that. It could also be a totally Luke response, though, to, <laughs> you know, are you increasing vault space? I was like, yeah, kind of. If you count double. <laughs> if you Only can... double. <laughs> but I wonder if they'll... I wonder if they'll increase it, you know, in, for year three or year four, or if like, hey, we think it's it's big enough now to where you've got enough room. Beyond that, you know, you'll have to start making some hard decisions. I well, don't mind well, that. If they start, if they do what they're talking about now, which is phasing out certain weapons, certain weapons won't, like Galahorn, for example, won't it won't go past its year one levels. Mm. There won't be as much reason to want to keep those. So the need for, you know, doubling the space each time there's a huge new influx of weapons will, will decrease. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I would like to hold on to just a couple of them just as a just as a keepsake, really. Well, I still have you know, my and memories. Yeah. And then and sort of also feeding into that or, you know, you've got this new not not to jump ahead, but like the exotic weapon kiosk. The, the like blueprints. the blueprints. Totally system. jumped ahead. Yeah, and then also <laughs> to jump ahead to something else is that uh, I, I can't remember what what buzzword they use, but the the system where you can upgrade a gun by dismantling infusion. another gun of a higher higher infusion. Yeah, that the infusion system. You know, that's probably gonna encourage people to dismantle stuff more than they they maybe would have uh, otherwise. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see if if that's in something that they they increase on a regular basis because it you know the the vault system the way it ties into you know Bungie.net and the mobile app and all of that I can imagine it's a huge pain and uh, to to change that and you know you're you're also it seems like systems like that tie directly into like the amount of memory you're using when you're loading up the tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, right. I I wonder how how that will manifest in the previous gen versions because yeah. they have to sort of make some sort of um, uh, trade-offs when when they increased the vault space last time with yeah, like they had to being able the previews. to pair. Yeah. yeah. So well, I wonder you, how that'll look because, you know, Taken King's coming out on last gen as well. So, Well, and that was, that was one of my thoughts is, you know, when Destiny 2 comes out or just whatever point they drop last gen, I wouldn't be surprised if at that point they're like, and we double the vault space again. But I think, you know, they're going to reach a limit eventually. And and honestly, do they want to keep doing it when the, all we're most of us will be doing is just hoarding weapons instead of we're not using any of them? Because I can't imagine there's going to be anybody out there that's, oh yeah, I'm, I'm taking out every one of my 100 exotics and using them <laughs> on a regular basis. <laughs> right. The biggest thing I see for reuse is um, uh, like raid specific mechanics. You know, right. So if if you need an oracle disruptor, or 
you need to, you know, you have that extra agility for the Crota sword. Right. That sort of thing. Um, but I don't really see the exotics yet being an issue, leaving them behind. And, and there's even been some people like wondering, uh, like, yeah, Galhorns can get left behind, but is it just a for now thing? Are they going to maybe make a, a refreshed version of all of the exotics eventually, which, you know, we year, don't really year know. three Galhorn. Yeah. Right. We don't, uh, we don't I'm really sure know, they will. but, uh, it's too popular. Yeah. Yeah. It's too popular. It's Galhorn is like, if there's one gun from destiny, that's kind of, <laughs> I don't want to say transcended, but like sort of it's iconic leak. Yeah. leaked into the more popular gaming, just culture. It's, it's, you know, stuff like Galhorn. So I'm sure they'll, they'll take whatever opportunity they have to, to sort of bring it back. Yeah. But maybe it's good that it is kind of sort of being put on the, on the back burner for a while. Let, let other stuff shine. So that when it does come back in a completely retooled fashion that isn't completely broken, people won't be as uh, as burned by it. <laughs> so I think uh, another where they did start actually with this dream uh, <laughs> is is and this is going to be jarring. Uh, you know, when you sign in right after the 2.0 update, you're going to look at your gear and your character, and everything's going to be wrong because your your level will be correct, but your light is going to be you know, 160 more than it used to be. Um, or I guess it wouldn't, it won't start there, but, um, 160 more. Yeah. So, so the new, this is like the crazy thing they've gone through and light is no longer representative of a level. Light is a strength indicator as an average of all of your gear. So, so both equipment and weapons. No. And so, and so if you have a 190 defense, um, helmet, and a, you know, say, say you have everything well, in this example, right? They had Deej was wearing everything that had 190 defense and attack. So if all of it was 190, then his average would be 190 and his light would be 190. But his ghost, which now has light, um, his ghost was a 170 ghost. And that took the average down to 186. Oh. And so he is effectively just as an aggregate less powerful than a one, someone who does have a 190 ghost. With that, you know, if that's the only difference between them, and I think, I think immediately after the stream, that's probably the thing that caused the most ripples, both on DBO and on the internet where I checked. Yeah, it's it's confusing because it's so different than what we've had, uh, you know, currently. And and I think the you know the the real question that we don't fully understand is they did they didn't really do a good job of explaining is this rep- representative of our power level or is it our power level? So. Like the example somebody used is if I have a bunch of weapons that are 190 and then I equip a weapon that's only 140, does that lower the power of all my other weapons because my light level is lower? And that's what I think a lot of people have been questioning because they didn't really do it. They didn't really say whether or not it's just indicative of your power or if it actually affects your power directly. I felt like it was just a label. And that, that's how I felt too. But a ton of people that saw the same stream thought it actually affected your power level. Well, that'll be interesting to see. Yep. Did you have any thoughts yeah. on that, Duncan? Yeah, I wonder if they'll sort of gate certain activities by that that light level. Like it, it'll be interesting to see like what the how that factors into like the requirements on the director. Like you know, like in current current Destiny to play this activity, you know, you must be 
a certain level, right? You had like you had to be what was it twenty six to do the Vault of Glass the first right. time. So I wonder if going forward is that still going to be something that's gated by level? Like, uh, if I recall from interviews, it sounds like, you know, certain activities might only be available once you hit level 40. Um, Right, but I feel like... But are they also going to give, like, you have a a recommended light level of 190 or, you know, whatever it's going to be? Because, like, if if your level is just experience, you know, they they probably still want to gate things by your actual gear. Because I mean that's that's how it was gated before, even though it was it was your your light level. Like this activity requires you know gear that is this good, and it's it's interesting to see that you know if they do gate it by that, it's taking your weapons into account now, where that wasn't a factor before. I mean you could have like the top level raid gear, but if you're but you could still take in like super crappy weapons. Right now I've got you know two of my characters are level thirty four. But I haven't used Etheric Light on any of my legendary weapons, so I've got like my one exotic that's at the maximum power level, but all my legendaries are back at like level thirty-two levels. Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think it would make sense, at least even if it's just a recommendation, not like a hard gating where they say, "No, sorry, you can't do this activity." But even if it just popped up a flag that said, "You know, recommended light," I feel like that would make sense. I, I think it would actually improve things a little bit, just because. Like right now, it's just been like your the gear doesn't actually do anything for you. The better gear, it's just raised your level. Whereas now, you could have a higher ranking based on your whole gear instead of being like, oh, well, I'm missing the helmet, so I can't join this raid. Well, it's more than just raised your level, right? It also raises your 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 defense rating. Well, and and that's my point though is like a lot of times, a lot of people were literally like two or three light away from being able to play the activity. And and there was no way to do it unless you got that specific piece of gear that you needed. And now there's a way where it's basically like you could improve your other armor with infusion, because I think they said you can do with armor, right? I think that was part of the point. Mm -hmm. And uh, that way you could still raise your light level and meet the recommended level without having to get that elusive helmet from Vault of Glass, for example. That's that's actually been my biggest complaint in the last two um, uh, expansions, is that the stuff, the gated stuff has all required max light level for all four items. Like, you couldn't get there with three out of four. Right. And, and to me, that's sort of... Uh, there's nowhere to go. Right, you 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 max it out and then you're done, but you can't do stuff until you max it out. So it's sort of, I wish that there were, you know, sort of an intermediate step where you could max out some of it, and still do the gated stuff, but have a place to go after that. I guess I, I guess what I'm saying is I wish there were multiple gate levels. If there's if they're gonna gate stuff, it shouldn't all be, you know, either on or off. It should be this should be gate level one and this should be gate level two. Whatever. Does that make sense? I think so. I, and in in this way, sort of with the new light system, it's almost like a, you just have a sliding scale, maybe. Yeah, that's that, where if like if you're a couple sense. light short, okay, but maybe you can make up for it with really good gunplay. I don't know. Good gunplay or good guns? No, I mean like you know maybe maybe your the physical gun isn't so isn't as great as it could be, but you're really good with it. Oh. And so you can just make up the difference because you're 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 only a little bit 
lower rather than an entire level lower. Like that, that one light doesn't represent a huge jump in, in potential damage output. So I haven't actually been able to tell the difference between, let's say you're, you know, 33 and three quarters versus 34. I haven't been able to see a difference between 33 and three quarters and 33. Say. There isn't. So it's, it's, it's binary, right? You're either, you either jump up to the next level or right. you're at the previous level, even though you, there's four steps to get to that exactly. next level. Yep. That seems dumb. Right. And then, so, so the, the new light makes more sense. Right. And the new light system being an average of all your gear makes that a lot more flexible. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was just me being, you know, sort of not being able to tell because I'm not, um, observant enough or if it, that's really how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I sort of, uh, I had assumed that, you know, that yellow bar meant I was a stronger 33. Um, right. But it, like back back in the when I started raiding in the vault of glass, it, that quickly became apparent. <laughs> no, I'm still getting wrecked here. Well, and that's what I'm hoping is that they got rid of that completely. The whole under level, over leveled thing. I mean, obviously the experience level is going to do it because that's what it did before. But I mean, like, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Just because my light level is a little low, I'm hoping I'm not going to receive extra damage. Yeah, and do less damage. Or if it is, it's only like maybe a couple points of damage. Right, right. It's not right. a full level. Yeah, yeah. And then next, they showed off the uh, the quest stuff, and they only showed Deej's feed for this. Um, there's some really interesting stuff in there. I was particularly curious about the um, the quest lines regarding your class, and the fact that there are quest lines for our existing subclasses. Yeah. Uh, that. I'm looking at the description here, you know, the path of the Voidwalker, the tale of the Guardian's trials with the Nova Bomb. And there's nothing in the game currently that, repre- you know, that ties to that, as far as I can tell. I, I, uh, I'm wondering if they're adding more stuff into the early leveling system, and they're not really saying anything? Well, and they 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 showed uh, in the, the first time they revealed that new quest screen. I think it was in a Bungie Weekly update you can see that there was like the path of the gunslinger, I think was what it was, uh, was yeah, on the screen. Exactly. And uh, yeah, that's my guess too, is it's like for those people that are picking up the game new, not that we're not going to get it, but I think that's their idea is like, it's not just going to be a quest for this, um, for this third subclass you get later. There's going to be a quest line for all three of them. So I'm curious, is is that going to be something you do it? Are they going to do it at the start? Or is everybody going to have to reach close to our level, us that have already played all the expansions, before you can do any of them? I'm guessing that I'm guessing they're going to add a mission early earlier in the game that wasn't there before. Uh, that'll tie in with this quest line. You know, pure, pure specul- speculation here. Right. But yeah, <laughs> add, add a mission back back in earlier you know people that have already played through the game can go back and and do the quest and do this low level mission um but i'm guessing it'll be a mission kind of like um the the missions for the new subclasses so so have you guys seen or read anything about those about how like these these new missions will you know you'll, you'll get the quest and you'll go to get your new subclass like the titan sunbreaker one yeah. And like in this mission, you're gonna get 
some sort of buff that like recharges your super really quickly and gives you a, a chance to like test it out, like really use it and uh, and get a feel for it. Well, there, I mean, thinking back to Destiny Year One, there really wasn't anything like that for the the previous subclasses. You know, there there was no mission that gave you constant Nova bombs or constant gunslinger. Like right. the game says, hey, you unlock supers whenever this bar's flashing. Hit you know, hit both bumpers. But first, you gotta go select it in the menu. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, you got you got to unlock it, and then hey, when it's yellow, use it, and hopefully you figure out how to use it right because there's really there was really no tutorial for that. Yeah, uh, like specific. So I wouldn't be surprised if they went back and just maybe grafted it onto an existing mission or or, or added a new mission in there to sort of finally tutorialize the existing subclasses. I mean, existing players obviously won't need that, but for people jumping into the new game, it'll sort of give them that taste early on because my impression of the new subclasses is you won't be able to go do the quest lines for those until I think it's like level 25 or something. Right, yeah, you have to be able to attain that. You have to be at the Taken King stuff. Yeah. Well, that's above 25. No, well, so that, that well, sort of leads into the uh, the spark of light, right? That they're going to hand out to to everybody, so that you can you can fast track, and it and, brings you to the level of twenty five, which I don't think anybody saw coming at all. Yeah, it was a lot lower than I expected. <laughs> that's interesting. I mean, technically, that's not even the recommended level for Vault of Glass, right? Yeah. Oh, and I don't know if you can even start the House of Wolves stuff. I mean, I think those all start at twenty six, right? House of Wolves starts at thirty, actually. No, not for the uh, for the hard the mode. story missions. Yeah, the the story missions, the hard mode story missions start at thirty, but the easier ones I think start at twenty six. Because oh. we just we just ran my brother in law through the uh, the missions the other day, and he's he's like level twenty seven, twenty eight. Uh, okay. Hmm. But yeah, so yeah, I mean, apparently, Taken King unlocks the Taken King campaign locks it unlocks at level twenty five. Well, I, I mean, we did get hints that they were going to mess around with the the story structure anyway. Uh, I wonder if the Taken King stuff, or sorry, the the House Wolf stuff is going to get a lower level requirement. Well, that could be because there there they did seem to hint at the fact that you know the Reef would unlock after you go and complete those missions for the main storyline, and it'd be kind of it would be a little bit strange if you could go to the Reef, but everything. Like everything was kind of locked down at that point, so maybe, maybe they're going to introduce lower levels for everything. It seems like a really, if that's the case, it seems like a really large um, scale to get from twenty-five to forty, right? Uh, and and then what's going to be available at level forty? And so, what are we doing with those? You know, well, for us, it'll be six levels if you're level thirty-four, but um, those six to ten levels like what what are we doing with those other than getting experience or are we going to have to sort of uh grow before we can do all the missions well and something really interesting to to me was that all the exotics for year two they showed at least the blueprints required that you be level 40 yeah most most of that gear did they were showing off yeah it said and, and and that's the thing i don't know is was that to use them or was that just to print them like maybe had to be level 40 before you could pull out the blueprint but you could use them before then but that seems strange if it's that way i bet it's gated at level 40 yeah yeah that was how i how i read that yeah 
that's how I did too. So I have a question, Zenos, and I think you can answer this. Maybe Duncan's got some input too. Currently, we have Vanguard marks and we have Crucible marks, and we can have two hundred of each. But you can only have you can only earn a hundred of them a week. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, now we are converting all of these into we're we're getting rid of those currencies and we're introducing Vanguard mark. Oh no, uh, sorry, legendary. legendary marks, and you can have 200 of them in your bank at any time and there's no limit on how many you can earn per week. But my warlocks got, you know, 150 Vanguard marks and I think 200 crucible marks right now. What, what happens with those? Uh, I was a little unclear what happens to my current currency and how I convert them into legendary marks. So the way I understood it is that it's going to convert them into consumables and they called them commendations in the stream of 50 so basically if you have 200 vanguard marks then you will get four commendations consumables commendations whatever you want to call them okay that will give you 50 each and that's the way i understood it and so if you had to don't have as many consumables as you want but you can only convert them 200 at a time a 50 at a time would be the well. But, oh, I see. What but you're you saying. can't have more than two hundred. I see what you're saying. But, yeah. But if I have that's, a cumulative four hundred, that's close. That's close to how I understand it. Okay. So how did you understand? What do you have, Duncan? So, so my understanding is, that you've got however many you said. What one hundred and fifty crucible, two hundred or okay, yeah, one hundred fifty Vanguard, two hundred crucible. Right. So on September fifteenth, when you log into the game, the game will say, "Okay, you've got all these marks." So I'll give you three Vanguard commendations and and four Crucible commendations. Okay, I'm right? there. Those are little tokens, and each one of those is consumable. It'll give you experience points. It won't. I I don't think it'll give you legendary marks. Got so it. legendary Got marks it. is a, just a completely new currency. So you're just gonna you're gonna start at zero legendary marks, and you'll have to earn them from there. I don't I don't think your current Crucible or Vanguard marks are going to feed directly into those. We can clear up that part pretty quick because they talked about it in the Bungie Weekly Update. Hold on one sec. I'll pull it up. Did they? I, if so, I completely missed that. It was in the question and answer section at the beginning. So yeah, that, that, was, that was sort of my understanding. It's like you'll get something out of the Crucible and Vanguard marks you have, but legendary marks you'll, you'll have to start from scratch on by doing, you know... Doing the activities that would have gotten you Vanguard or Crucible going forward or by dismantling uh, legendary gear will get you those as well. Oh yeah, I think you're right, Duncan. So, from the Bungie Weekly update, what will happen to my old Vanguard and Crucible marks from year one? When the Taken King is released, blocks of 50 Vanguard and Crucible marks will be converted into one reputation consumable. Yeah, so I think he's right. I don't think we're going to get any legendary marks. Yeah, and and then yeah, and didn't they give us commendations before with one of the previous? They did. Was it with, when was it dark below? It was when they it's it's when they used to require that we had commendations in the dark below to oh that's right to yeah. buy weapons right that, they yeah, they couldn't actually redeem them for weapons but you had to have them in order to spend to spend your marks on weapons you needed right. marks plus commendations there, there was uh, that was a band aid on their vanguard rank system because in launch destiny you know you had to be rank three or whatever to buy the the best stuff but there was no 
there was nothing stopping you from going to like rank, you know, 15 or whatever after that. Like if you yeah. kept grinding. So then when they add new stuff to the, to the vendors there, they couldn't just require it to be rank four because that wouldn't that have would added. Would a, yeah. That wouldn't have added a new grind for anybody that had already played that stuff. So they had to make, invent a new currency to sort of say, okay, well you've got to get one more level than whatever your current one is. Well, and, and now that I think about it in the way you're talking about it now, that makes sense that they're not going to give us legendary marks because yeah. because then we won't be able to jump in on day one and just go to town buying. Yeah, where's the fun in that? <laughs> right, and and uh, I I do like the new system though because right now, like uh, Bjorn mentioned, um, the marks are character based. So like my hunter has two hundred of each, and I've had two hundred of each for I don't know how long because I've just I've never spent them. Whereas my other characters don't even have a hundred of each. So I like that now it's going to be shared between all your characters. So when I go to my Warlock, I don't have to go and earn marks just to buy the armor. Because I've been playing, you know, 40 hours that week on my Hunter, I can still get them for my Warlock, which is nice. But, but you have 200 instead of 1,200. Right. But you also can keep earning them throughout the week. Yeah, whereas you're before you were stuck out. Yeah. Right. Locked out. Well, as long as it doesn't cost 150 to buy a weapon, uh, 125 to convert to to make an exotic. Yep. Oh, a year or two exotic. A year, a year or two, yeah. Year ones will just cost. I'm not even sure it costs marks. I think it cost glimmer so, and an exotic shard. Was that right? Yeah, something like that. So we've sort of mentioned it a couple of times now, but I we need to I guess make a correction from the last show because. Um, we had all initially thought that exotics were going forward as is into the Taken King, and that's not the case at all. I don't think any anybody saw this coming. No, oh. it was like this huge surprise, and I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I, Claude, what's your read on on what they're doing with the exotics right now? Well, explain explain what they are doing. <laughs> oh, okay. Claude doesn't know. Claude doesn't know. <laughs> all right, how about Zenosky? You go for it. Uh, so basically what they're doing right now is they are going to put two new terminals in the Vanguard section of the tower, which will have one will be for armor and one will be for weapons. And you can go there and any exotic that you've unlocked that you still have in your inventory when you come into the Taken King will be unlocked in these terminals. And so you can basically click on a blueprint of Galahorn from year one and for one exotic shard and some kind of currency, I don't remember for sure if it was Glimmer, it will give you a new Galahorn. But it'll be unleveled. So yeah, it's not a fresh, it's, brand new one. It's not like a replacement for the vault so that you can take all your exotics out of the vault and, and scrap them. It's so if you don't really use an exotic right now, you don't necessarily have to hold on to it. You can scrap it and come back later if you want to decide to use it. And then on top of that, a lot of, or at least a few, I should say, of the year one exotics will get year two versions, which you will have unlocked for you automatically if you'd already earned the year one version. And that'll cost 150 marks to take out. And it'll be a somewhat improved version, perk wise and damage wise, uh, of the year one exotic. So the ex example they gave was Suros where you'd get the year one zero, so it would be, I think it was 160, or was it 180? I think it was 180, was the damage value it had. And the year two 
version of service regime was 260 and it had a, a a couple different perks one being if you didn't want the the perk that made it so it slowed fire when you uh, when you aimed down the sights instead it would fire faster the longer you held down the trigger hmm. so and you could choose um, between is the, that is the perk year two the version is the year two version also unleveled yeah yes yeah. but when the, you, the year two the... exotics will have the the signature perk unlocked, I believe, if right, I understood yeah. that correctly. Yeah, from from the start, that's that's true for for weapons and armor. Yeah, going forward, which which I think is smart because I mean there are a ton of exotics in year one that I just never gave a shot because I guns especially because I just never felt like pouring enough experience points into them to make them fun to use like. Like no land beyond, or you know, stuff like like weird guns like that that clearly clearly aren't you know gonna be the end all be all gun for PvP or PVE, but they might still be fun to play around with, but not in their unleveled state. Right. So if they're coming if they're coming with that cool unique thing from the start, hey, I'll I'll at least give it a shot, and maybe it'll maybe I'll actually like it. <laughs> So oh. I, I clearly play differently than a lot of people because when I get a new gun of any sort, if I consider keeping it, in other words, not sharding it when I get it, I'll level it. And that's true with, with all of them. And it's and with a little bit of, you know, if I do four or five bounties a day, I can level a gun in three days. And I'm the same way you are, with exotics at least. Not, not so much with legendaries, but with exotics, I am absolutely the same way. Um, so uh, with exotics, maybe it's four days, but but still, it's sort of like a, it's it's a no brainer to me. It, it's so all these people say, yeah, I've had this, I've mm-hmm. had this exotic for two months and it's not leveled yet, and I think, why not? But I mean, you you have to think about it though. In a, in a, a lot of gamers' minds, you know, they want to they want to have fun, and so if they're if if it's a choice between I can level up this gun that's not fun to use right now, or I can use my favorite gun in the game so far. Because I only yeah, have an but hour I, to play. but but that's the thing is I only use the guns I like to to use when I'm playing, and then I come back to the tower, equip the stuff that I want to rank up, and turn in my bounties. Right, right. I never I actually to have ask. to use those things until they're fully leveled. Right, right. And I generally do that too. I usually, with the new stuff, I will, I'll just pour bounties into them until they're at least halfway level, maybe, and they have some perks and things unlocked, and then I'll use them. Right, and, right. But but it, but I, I do like this new system just because it'll be, if you want to use it immediately, like like I'm super excited about Sleeper Simulant, and knowing that it's going to have its its major signature perk when I first pick it up makes it that much more exciting if I'm if I'm going to get it because I don't have to wait 3 days before it's fun to use. Yeah. And I I will say that I I just I'm in the process of ranking up a, a third Gallarhorn which <laughs> dropped for me 2 days before um before Zer. I sold it. Nice. <laughs> which I think is kind of funny. Um <laughs> but but it's the first time in a really long time that I've played with an underleveled gun in PvE and it's it's actually kind of fun. So today I I started a mission and I didn't have Wolfpack yet. So Gallarhorn without Wolfpack is just another rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I wouldn't even go that mission it unlocked. That's far. It's a pretty awful rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine with tracking. It's it's not any worse than another tracking rocket launcher. 
That's a pretty but good when impact. When Wolfpack unlocks, it suddenly it goes from you know like middle of the road to wow, this is really impressive. And I got to watch that in a, like in a level, which was which never happens to me. Right. So I really enjoyed that. So yeah, I, th- I think the other thing to mention about these blueprints, though, that was cool, is that the new year two versions of the weapons are not going to look identical. So the right. year two Suros regime, where it's white now, is going to be black. And whether or not you decide that's cool or not, I know there were a few people on the forums that didn't like that. <laughs> I like that you're going to know when you look at somebody what version they have. So it's not like, oh, he has Suros regime. And then you're like, oh, dang it, he has the new one. You don't have to worry right. about that. You know immediately. Well, that's, <laughs> I'm really glad about that because that's, that's actually one of the one of the dangers with having multiple versions of a of a gun out there is you don't know how much damage it's going to do to you <laughs> until they actually fire it right so being able to tell at a glance that's I, I think that's really smart it's interesting to see which ones i'm looking at the screen actually right now it's interesting to see which ones are actually going to have year two versions so and then and what that means for how many more are left because right now there are only YouTube versions of Soros Regime, uh, The Last Word, and I think... Truth. Oh, I was thinking primary. Sorry. Oh. It must be Hard Light. I'm not sure where he's got that icon there. Um, is it Hawkman? It's not Hawkmoon. Hawkmoon is not going forward. No, it is. No, it is definitely it? is. Uh, yeah. it, well, so he's got... Wait. They're not going to give it to Xbox players and say, like, hey, you can have the year one version of Hawkman finally. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I think that's you, a possibility. Good luck with that. That it does have a year two version so that nobody out there freaks out. Is that... the, in the teaser that they had for, for this reveal, mm-hmm. there's a few more weapons on there. Um, and all of the PlayStation exclusive weapons from year one were in that teaser trailer. Interesting. Okay, so it, it's it, okay. That's curious because they were saying that if you have the year one already unlocked, um, oh maybe maybe that's what this is. So uh, sorry, but I may be just misunderstanding what his screen is showing. Then, so on the screen you can see all the year one primaries, but only a couple of them are highlighted. I assumed that the highlighted ones were ones that he like didn't already have on his character or something, but it maybe he hasn't unlocked those. Um, and so that's why he doesn't have Hawkmoon on here, so you, he won't see that there's a new Hawkmoon going forward. So that would make sense. Well, they definitely had a a truncated version of Deej's character on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. They definitely set this up sort of special. But, all right, I apologize for, for any freakouts I might have caused by misunderstanding what yeah, I was looking at. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> so I'm not seeing the... I'm looking right now at the, at the screen on the teaser, and the year two primary, I'm not seeing... The Hawk Moon, but I'll believe be you. you. You're looking It'll at the there. you're looking at the one from the the reveal though. The right? reveal teaser, not the reveal. Oh, the re- okay. Um, uh, yeah, I'm looking I, at year two primary, and there's only five guns actually, five guns showing, and it looks like bad juju. Oh, the other one bird. you were you were seeing was Red Death, by the way, Bjorn. Yeah, it was Red Death. I I realized that afterward. I figured I should just stop talking at some point, and because I had all of that just completely wrong. <laughs> well, that's why we have Xenos here. I do not see. That's Hawkmoon, that's why you guys you pay me the there. big bucks, right? Oh yeah, All your checks there. in the mail, dude. So should we talk about this um, this sword thing? This sword thing. Yes, yes, we should. This is what happens if you don't exciting. watch the video, Claude. 
It's nice to see that Destiny will finally have a sword. So, it, <laughs> just just for your information, Cloud, they did not yeah. even show this in a like revelatory way. They did it in a completely teasing way. Which Basically, is awesome. after they showed that the vault space was doubled, first of all, there was a yep. sword in the vault that I'm not sure that they passed over the sword on purpose because it was only up for literally like two frames, the actual description of the sword. But when they got out of the vault, Lars' character had a sword on his back while they were di- having a dance party in yeah, the tower. Yeah, they were showing the new emotes in the tower, and Lars had a sword on his back. That, that was is... completely intentional. Oh, yeah, Actually, totally. That, that oh, part yeah. was completely intentional. On, 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 yeah. Very nice. So, yeah, yeah it's it'll, like a it'll whole be interesting. Type. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how those, those play in, in the Destiny sandbox, you know, melee heavy. And, it, and from that description, it looked like you can sort of, like, reflect... Or not reflect, but uh, defend. Yeah, block. Uh, yeah. And it would work against the elements that it was not. So the the one in the in the video was an arc sword, so it would block uh, solar block and void. Solar and void well, but it would not block arc well. Yeah, it'll be really I interesting. Think to I see understand how that works. the the reasoning behind that. Well, it's like a shield, right? So currently a captain's shield, a fallen captain has a arc shield, and it's resistant to solar and void. So if you have a sword and you're putting it up and it has you know, a light element type, um, then other things that are trying to, you know, that are attacking it, if they don't have that matching energy type, they're going to do less damage. Since it, 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 sword as, acts as a shield? Yeah, yeah, it has a defense. You hold, like... Um, the left trigger. Yeah, to, to block when you have it. And we don't know what that does, whether it like brings up this wall in front of you or if it's just for other melee attacks or what. Hmm. Okay. It sounds really cool, though. And and it, honestly, if if that works in PvP, which I, I can't see why it wouldn't, it would bring a, an entirely new dynamic, which is if you have three swords, three different elements... And then you notice that the other person is using a weapon that has void damage. You could switch to one of your swords that defends against void better. Which we've never had that kind of dynamic in Crucible before. It's true. Is so, is a sword a special or a primary? It's a heavy. It's a heavy. So it's I a wonder heavy. if defending... I wonder if it has some sort of... Uh, how do I we think in that description it had energy or something. How so do we know that it has... have heavy ammo to use it? How do we know that it has... Uh... Heavy. Uh, they. It was in the one of the trailers. Uh, s- somebody had a sword icon in oh, there. Oh, in the heavy slot. In the heavy slot, and right. it actually had a red zero next to it too. So it has some kind of ammo associated with it. Hmm. Yeah, it says use L two to guard. Effective against solar and void attacks. Less effective against arc attacks. And it does have a energy defense efficiency, range, impact, and speed. Or its stats, which I thought it was funny that range was in there. Uh, yeah, well, maybe it's like how far you can lunge with it. I guess I don't know. Well, it could just be how long the sword is, but which is yeah. what I was imagining it would be. It's like, oh yeah, I can't just look at it and see how long it is. I got to go look at the stand. <laughs> maybe there'll be sword flying. Ooh, jeez! Oh, just with this game needs. <laughs> just they fix, they fix needs. blink and then put in sword flying. Oh man, what if it does though? Have the sword flying from. Like the 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 sword from single player. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that'd be awful. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking like, hey, well, 
<laughs> I was thinking Halo no, 2 no. sword flying. <laughs> I was thinking Halo 2 as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's that, fun to see this. Well, if it uses heavy though, that that wouldn't be too cheap, you know. If if you can't pull it out and sword fly when you don't have heavy ammo, I, I think that'd be okay. Yeah. And by the way, just uh, it's at second thirty-four. If you want to look at the year two teaser, it has all of the PlayStation exclusives in year two. Now I have to go look. <laughs> <laughs> it was really nice to see. Like they've been talking about a lot of these changes, and there is a lot happening in the UI and just how you're going to interact with Destiny on a normal basis. I, I'm gonna, I'm sure, be confused for the first couple of weeks with these with things. But it was nice for them to walk us through and show the new vendors with the new quests um and just how some of these new systems are going to work it's it's just nice to be able to wrap my head around it before we get into the game agreed Others, this is yeah, what that, i was looking at that that twitch stream was quite great because it's all it's a bunch of little details that none of them would really fit well in like a trailer or, or even, even like screenshots. A, a weekly update or screenshots it's kind of one of those things where it's like you just kind of have to load up the tower and show like hey this is how it's going to be different here are all the little details that destiny fans will find important but people that may not necessarily play destiny a ton may not find it super interesting well and that's the thing that's cool about it is it's not a marketing video it's a video for people that play the game right yeah i wouldn't show this to someone who hasn't played it and say hey check out this cool game yeah, <laughs> check out these cool vendors. <laughs> what as, am I watching? <laughs> as awesome as all Bungie trailers are, I mean, there's definitely a feeling of they're just trying to make it feel as awesome as it can, <laughs> as they can. And in some ways, it is a marketing because it's, I guess, you know, it's a paid upgrade to right. do some of this. However, the, most of what they're showing here, this is going to be the new normal. Yeah. And even if you don't upgrade to the Taken King, you're going to be in this environment and you're going to be playing with these new. I actually uh, think every everything in this stream is going to be for everybody because they even call it the Destiny Year 2 stream. Exactly, not the Taken King stream. Right. It'll be interesting to see what how the Destiny experience is going forward for people that just stuck with the launch game. You know, like never bought any of the DLC, didn't buy the Taken King, like just how much of a different experience that is. Yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll finally boot up my PS4 and <laughs> I might just boot it up just to see what is and isn't available. Yeah. yeah. Just out of curiosity. Seems like a good idea, actually. I guess moving forward, I, unless there, was there anything else that we missed from the video? The, they did show the gunsmith a little bit, but I don't think, I think if, if you listened to our stuff. podcast last week, there wasn't anything new in there. No, it was just nice to see what that stuff looked like. Oh, the Cryptarch is going to sell legendary engrams instead of white and green engrams. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. And I, I think I they not were... paid attention to what he sells for months. They were for Years. marks again, which I don't remember how much they were. Uh, looks like 135 legendary yeah. marks each. Which is kind of cool because like, that actually gives that stuff a useful place. It's like yeah. if... If you're not interested in what the uh, the different factions are selling, or you know the the quartermasters, you can go to the the cryptarch and spend the same amount of mo- or roughly the same amount of money on just a random random roll of the same level. Like I I want you know some new gloves, but I don't really care about the dead orbit gloves that I can buy, so I'll just roll the dice here. 
and it'll it'll be curious because in the past there's been certain things you can't get from engrams so it'll be curious to see how much stuff is limited from being in those engrams like are we going to be able to get random suros weapons from legendary engrams or are you going to have to get them from arms day yeah i wonder to go on a sort of tangent i wonder how zero is gonna it's gonna be in year two because, like, you know, this is a really good opportunity for them to completely change how how Zer works. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of in a completely different way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe he'll just show up with an exotic quest every now and then. Instead of just letting you just buy an exotic and then everyone buys the same exotic. Or maybe I could also see, like, Zer having, like, a much smaller pool of, like, Zer exotics. Um that you can't get any other exotics. Yeah, that, that you might not necessarily get any other way. Is there going to be a also... helmet that gives me tentacle face? <laughs> there you go. Oh, jeez. That'd be awesome. I'd wear it. <laughs> there are two things we didn't cover. Uh, one was factions, and the other one was uh, the the new kiosks. Oh, yeah, I guess. Right. I feel like we talked about them a little bit um, in the last podcast, but, yeah, it was they, we definitely saw those in action. So it looks like you're just going to have to pledge for, I think it was like 7,500 Glimmer. And you have that faction. And the thing we learned that I was excited about is it's not going to take away from the experience you earn towards other factions, which is the way it works now. So if you do Crucible, you will get both uh, faction rep for FWC, or you know, if you're me. And for crucible reputation at the same time. Oh, nice. Correct. Yes, but you but you can't you can't get FWC, Future Oracle, and New Monarchy, for example. It's it's basically you, you can get one faction and also Crucible or Vanguard. Right. right. Yeah. But and you can that, and you can only change that once seems a week. Reasonable. It's why I never rep any factions right now because I like keeping my Vanguard and my Crucible going forward, and I could you know sort of work on both in tandem. Um, yes. So now, yeah, no, that's totally wearing, viable. You're wearing a right. If you're wearing a, a faction item, then then you only get one instead of two. And the the other cool part about that they mentioned is like shaders have been something that people have been chasing after for each of the factions, and they said that's going to be a lot more likely to drop. And then on top of that, once you earn that shader, it drops out of the pool of possibilities to get, because now we're going to have these kiosks where you can go. And get any of the shaders that you've unlocked. Yeah, I've actually been I've started hoarding shaders and emblems. <laughs> like that's really? that's what's on my character uh, on all my characters right now. And yeah, I've like I've filled up my inventory. That's funny. So that when September fifteenth so, rolls around, I'll just delete all the ones I'm not using. But that way, I at least have access if I decide I want to try one out again. Right. So will we ever get access to stuff that we got? on day one that we accidentally sharded but aren't showing up at Tess Everest like um like the bunny one. Oh that that wasn't a day one one. That was from the chest. Yeah that's Which what he chest? means. He he just means like stuff from, from the very beginning. Oh I I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Curly- you can you can actually get that randomly. It is possible. So you might it might not do that. Does um, I've never seen it again. Does, I sharded yeah, it a it. long time ago thinking it was at Tef- Tess Everest and then it, it didn't show up there. And I'm like, oh, it's gone now forever. I thought Eva Levante had, had sold it. Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. The Jade Rabbit one, yeah. But I know what you're talking about. There, there are a handful of these that I don't 
like the the starting warlock one. I like how that looks. I don't usually equip it, but I don't want to get rid of it. So it's right. been sitting in my inventory for you know a year now. Um, <laughs> so it'll be nice to. If you don't use it, it, why don't you shard it? <laughs> every well, sometimes I'll put it on, you know, just for fun, because it's it's old school. Or I, I think I sharded mine. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool that they'll show you the ones that you haven't unlocked, and kind of it's almost like a checklist uh like giving you like hey here's where you can here's how you can get this one yeah oh there was somebody in the forum who said that was going to be a problem for his ocd yeah exactly i was just about to say for for completionists it's gonna be (laughs) make destiny even more addicting like same same with like (laughs) exotic weapons like before like i mean you know if if there was an exotic that i didn't have it's kind of nice to add it to my vault and you know feel like my character's closer to maximizing its year one potential but to to see that little grayed out yellow box in the on the blueprint screen that's gonna make me like actually <laughs> shell out the coins the next time there's selling some crappy gun that i don't actually want to use but i don't already have see it's gonna drive me nuts because i haven't been able to get a crux to drop for me so Save if i can't get it to drop okay. it's gonna drive me nuts that that one's gonna be oh. grayed out <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna share this my i played crota on playstation last week and the crux dropped i don't even have <laughs> yeah, I, I don't yeah, have yeah. any of the stuff over there you don't have a husk or i don't, I don't even have out. the husk of the pit so now i gotta go farm the stupid husk of the pit oh my goodness oh, I, I started about a dozen husks i have never ever <laughs> seen the crux drop on any crota hard mode run i've done a ha- like quite a few of them and i'd never seen it drop for anybody in the party since i've been actually trying to get it i've seen it drop six times just wow. not for me but never for you. Right. I, I can't believe they made it more rare than the Mythoclast. Like, of all the improvements they did on the loot system in the Dark Below, they were like, and let's make the exotic even more rare. Yeah. But then <laughs> but then I watched that, you know, six guys with, with necrochasms running running Crota and thinking, this is a stupid gun, because even with six of them, it hardly, like... Oh, it's terrible. It's not like they had a breeze of it. It's terrible. So oh, yeah, why go to so much effort to get it? Well, if the if the raid wasn't fun, I wouldn't do it. Right, right. I wonder so, who's going to be the first player in year two to have all of the emblems, all of the shaders, <laughs> and all of the exotics. It, it would and be I, just like Bungie though to make like one of them for Bungie employees only. Well, and there is forever be great and out. still show up there, and still yeah. show up in your <laughs> yeah yeah in your say, list. There is stuff kind of like that, but I'm sure it won't show up on that completionist screen. It'll just say like, recon. Like yeah, well, there's one like you can only get if you were like a uh, mythic member or whatever, right? Like the emblems and stuff. Yep. Oh yeah. Stuff like that. Or like if you did that. Or the one that the one that you get if you if you win a bungee bounty. Yeah. 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 There's I wouldn't a, be surprised uh, if that one's in there. I don't know. I I think if good good design would tell me that they wouldn't actually do that. It's just like. Um, no, there are a handful like, like the yeah. like in the reach reach armory and stuff like it wouldn't like there were certain pre-order stuff it wouldn't actually show it if you couldn't get it like like the blue flames yeah like for completionists and stuff yeah so hopefully it won't be like that i wonder how the uh the ship kiosk will be patterned i i I mean i guess it'll be kind of like the emblem and shader one right right Hmm. ships and sparrows and such is there is a whole that, other kiosk? So we're for not going to go to what's her name I, anymore. I believe so. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm I sure assume that. 
I, I was really wanting them in that stream to go over into the hangar area. And they, but yeah, pretty sure there's going to be like a, a, a kiosk for, for the ships you've, you've collected. One thing I was sort of, <laughs> yeah, I, the, the Bungie, uh, the weekly update patch notes or not, it's just the, I guess the weekly, no, it was patch notes, um, uh, from the one they just pushed. Um, sorry, I'll start over. They said <laughs> in the most recent patch notes that if, uh, that Tess Everest is temporarily leaving the tower. Right. And then she got replaced by this little computer console over by Eva. Um, right. Is she coming back? I liked her character. She sort of had this like James Bond thing going on. Um, I I only hear her when I'm running over to to Eris. Like she <laughs> yeah. she's saying something as I run past. Yeah, I'll be really curious to see what the, why they did that. Well, yeah. I mean, she's been standing in that kiosk for almost a year now. <laughs> like eventually, I hope there's a bathroom in there. But she, she went on vacation. <laughs> Sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> if you look down, there's actually a little. You know, puddle coming out the bottom. Uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was I was sort of curious what's going to happen with her because we are you know we're changing the the ghost voice actor. Um, I guess other characters aren't completely out of the realm of being replaced, but they specifically said temporarily leaving the tower. So I'm curious maybe what right. she's going to come back as, and and maybe she'll even be in the story. That that a, a, that actress, uh, I think her name's Claudia Black. Is a pretty big, oh really? Yeah, she's a pretty big uh, video game actress. Right. Yeah. Not she's only that, she was in uh, she Farscape. was played in Farscape. Yeah, she's in a few things. So yeah, it'd be nice to see the character expand. I'd I'd love to see the world of Destiny just get bigger and have more story and more more character. So if they if that's why she's gone now is because she's going to come back later. That's awesome. And right now we're going to splice in because. Last time on the podcast, we promised a giveaway, and we said that we would reveal the winner on the next podcast. Well, that's now. So, if you had replied to the forum thread, um, didn't matter what you said, really. If you replied on the forum thread, I put your name in a list. I've got an Excel spreadsheet here, and I have a high-entropy random number generator sitting on my computer. And when I hit return here, it's going to give me a number, and I will read uh, read the name. It's attached to it. Better not be seven. And I'll even post the screenshot. (laughs) It could be seven. If it's seven, it's been rigged. That's right. Yeah. Wait, who's seven on the list? Uh, Disciple in (laughs) 2K is is seven right now, so we'll see what happens. All right. Here we go. Drum roll, please. (laughs) Eleven, which is Scarab on the forum. So congratulations. Ooh. You won the Scarab who hasn't played Destiny since January. <laughs> Maybe this will get him back into it. There you go. Um I yeah. don't know. Should should we check what he posted before we decide to give it to him? <laughs> we could. Maybe he says don't give it to me. In which case I'd have to re record this whole thing. Just be a big ordeal. We've come too far. In which case. Yeah. <laughs> but congratulations on winning the uh the poster, the poster book and the art book—is that right? Or the um, the journal, I think that's what it was. Yeah, that, that's what it was. Levi's not here to confirm. Levi is not here to confirm, but we will put Levi in touch with these carob and get that taken care of. Um, and then, sort of coming out of the Twitch feed, uh, Game, Game Informer had some nice coverage. We we saw th- they've had some sort of fluff articles in here, you know, taking King Un- fixes. Unsurprisingly. Destinies. 
three biggest problems. Like, okay, yeah, this is all stuff we've heard before. Um, but we did get an unprecedented look at Destiny the Taken King's Vertigo map, which was um, kind of nice, actually. It, they really they flew around the map, but they don't, we don't usually get this sort of um, nice in-depth review of a multiplayer map before we get to play it. And it and it's also another symmetrical map, which Destiny is definitely lacking in right now. Right. Which is nice. But it's a symmetrical map on three axes. Is that right? Or is it two? I think it's just two. Okay. Because once you get inside, it's like this triangle space, and it's sort of weird. But it does have the three. It has the three lanes, um, and lots of jumping hazards. So. Oh yeah. And you will fall all the way to Mercury. You have to wait the whole time. That'd be awful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's kind of neat with the the sort of one way teleporter on the map. Yeah, oh, I saw that. And I was afraid it was a two way teleporter, and I thought this thing's gonna be like I see I sense all sorts of problems. And then they said it's a one way teleporter, and I thought, whoa, I didn't see that coming. And on top of that, where it spits you out, the jump is apparently hard to make from the teleporter. So oh, really? Yeah, they were saying that it it is a possible jump, but it's not an easy jump. So once you go there, it's sort of so like... you accidentally fall through it. <laughs> yeah, you're toast. <laughs> I guess some, I, some classes will do better than others with that. Yeah, don't go into it as a hunter. Ow, Unless you fun. have like your four jumps or whatever. Oh, well. But that was pretty cool. I wish Game Informer would put that walkthrough up on YouTube so I could actually watch it. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, they gotta they gotta fix this flash video player thing but yeah i got halfway through though it's, it's it was neat getting the the commentary because uh both of those guys uh, uh, uh andrew and uh and adam mm-hmm. were at uh were at e3 and they're, they're really cool guys so it was really neat to, to hear them talking about this map and being really excited about it <laughs> yeah it was interesting that it, you know, came. They, they were talking about developing it after some other maps, and it's sort of, it's just, it's a nice insight into the entire design process because we're going to get all these maps all at once, but these have been in production for a while, I imagine. So it's nice to hear mm. the things they think about, um, and you know, the original design. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I had this set up, and then he thought, you know, then Adam came over and suggested we add this other item, and uh, like it changed the whole dynamic. I, I think that's really cool. There's a lot of work that goes into these. So we also got to see quick glim- glimpses at the other seven new Crucible maps. Six, if you are on Xbox. Oh, yeah. Super short little video clips. And I got to say the variety is is really cool, both in setting and in map style. Yeah, it's going to... I feel like the, the Crucible area is going to feel like it doubled in size. Um just with I think the, that's the a number good thing. of maps. Some playlists feel like, you know, you get the same three maps over and over again. Yeah. So having having an enormous variety cuz they're not all, you know, big ones don't go into small playlists. Well, I, I the funny thing is uh I saw Ghost Ship, which I think is one of the coolest looking new maps, which is on a fallen derelict ship in the reef and the purple aesthetic all I could think of the entire time was uh Oh man, is it boarding action? Is that the one I'm thinking of? No, Mid- midship. Oh. Midship. Thank you. I'm yeah. thinking of midship. Yeah. Cur- curvy and purple. Yep, curvy and purple. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good maps. What's it called? Ghost ship. 
That's the one with the guy. He had like the crazy long range shotgun hit, right? Yeah, the uh, <laughs> that, that bothered me when I saw it. The Tex <laughs> Machin Tex Machini Machina. How do you Tex say Machina. that? Machina. Machina. It's. I don't think it's Machina. Oh, it's Mechanica. Oh, is it? It's Tex Mechanica shotgun. So that's the last word, people. Yeah. All right, I'm okay with that then. So it is an exotic. <laughs> <laughs> Those people know how, know how to make some fine firearms. And then I I don't was there um, a lot of other coverage or have we sort of covered it all? I'm I'm having a hard time remembering. Uh, I think the 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 other one biggest one of note to me was the the uh, video about sleeper simulant because I don't think we talked about that last time. No, we didn't. Which is a heavy fusion rifle, and uh, I guess we talked about it from the article, but they actually showed it in action. Right. So there is a little short video that you can actually see the gun, but and and hear the concept behind the design. Right, but it was is, like fully unleveled, right, or something. And yeah, it didn't strike me as it, overly powerful. But well, and somebody I actually though did the math on uh, on Reddit and compared the amount of damage it was doing to I think it was a twenty eight in the video, a uh, red enemy, and then they went and found the same type of red enemy in destiny with a galahorn and shot it and the sleeper simulant did more damage than well, galahorn so they're also the redoing all the numbering right like all the math is getting refactored i don't think the damage numbers are i could be wrong but okay i don't think i heard him saying anything about the damage numbers just our uh, our attack values and our defense values we'll okay i sort of figured that like all numbers are suspect until we get into the taking king yeah that that seems like a reasonable assumption actually yeah every taking king changes everything the base eight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> better, better get learned i like that idea <laughs> makes it a little harder we didn't change anything we just made it look like a higher number <laughs> we made you do math before you could figure out what was better there are also no nines but but level, but year one weapons are base 10 still <laughs> right oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> do they get was one of the quests uh to teach you base eight when you get 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 to the tape thing <laughs> all of a sudden like uh what was the old like math base seven? program it should be base seven you're right but i but i don't know base seven <laughs> get like math blaster pop up what console that's right i i think the only other article i can i, I, I was just made look- a deal with scholastic <laughs> I was just looking through the articles, and there's there is one other one I would recommend that you read if you haven't, and that's the oh, what's the title of it? It's their hands-on impression with the Taken King. Oh yeah, it's just called Hands-on Impressions. Yeah, and that was that was a really good article just because it is people that were kind of down on Destiny and their take on the Taken King and how it's an improvement over the vanilla Destiny, and I know. We have people even at DBO that aren't happy with what year one was with Destiny. So if you're at all, you know, doubtful about the Taken King, I'd recommend reading it. Um, I, I, would, I would grab a link off our front page, but it doesn't seem to be there. It should be. <laughs> Maybe we got to fix the search. That's it. Oh, I didn't think to look in search. Oh, look, there it is. Hands-on impressions. Good you Lord. doubted me. I would never. <laughs> Zenos. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
It was a week and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't go back for enough. Well, we've got... Uh, oh, there was the one other thing. I didn't get to see it, but they had the Red Bull um, Rift game type Twitch stream down in Los Angeles. And I just compl- I was out running around doing stuff and I completely missed it. But um, did you get to see it, Xenos? I did. I watched I watched the whole thing. I think I didn't watch it live because I was at work, but I watched it afterwards. And uh, it's it's mostly Rift gameplay. Uh, basically, they had a first to or best of seven uh, Rift competition between Team Flame Sword and Team Triple Wreck. Oh, jeez. And uh, it was go? it was very interesting. Uh, Triple Triple Wreck ended up losing the first match and then winning the next four. <laughs> so. It uh it ended wow. pretty pretty quickly, almost as quickly as it could. Um, but it did show off how fun that game mode's gonna be. I think we've all been missing games like Capture the Flag and Destiny. Absolutely. And this is definitely gonna fill that itch. I like though that it's keeping a lot of the stuff that makes Destiny great. Like there's no rounds. So the spark after the spark runner dies, which he can only hold the spark for a set amount of time before he explodes. But uh, if he dies, then the spark will take, I think it's 30 seconds to recharge. And so everybody kind of vies for control of the middle again. So it's kind of like neutral flag in Halo without ever resetting. That's awesome. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it looks awesome. They, they actually get points the, fir- the closer they get to mm-hmm. getting a, uh, I can't remember what they call it, but basically a capture. The slam so, dunk. Yeah. So even if you only, even if you only make it half of the way to the capture point, you're still earning points for your team, and they and they did that often. In fact, you even get points for just picking it up. So they were saying if everybody's surrounding you on the other team and you're the only one there, you can just pick it up to deny the other team and get a few points for your team. Yeah. So there's a lot of strategy involved that's really interesting that we haven't seen in Destiny before, and and that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the the, the objective game types. I yeah. I am lamenting the loss of vehicle, uh, vehicles and vehicle maps in Crucible. I I really miss that. I had so much fun on First Light, uh, the moon map from the beta, and, and I actually really enjoyed Bastion too. Bastion was a great map. Yeah, I never got to play like a lot of it, um, but yeah, I and I also enjoyed it. And then they uh, just seem to have cut that out entirely. I get the feeling that they realized that a lot of people found combi- combined arms lacking in the same way that we found like Iron Banner and a bunch of other stuff at launch lacking. And I think that they're probably, if they're going to bring it back, they're going to take the, the time to make sure it's great. I hope so. But, you know, it's gonna, that's going to require specialized maps. And that right, right, that right there is a huge amount of work. But hey, year three. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Look to the future. Yeah, uh, new vehicles in year three, please. <laughs> I was very underwhelmed by the the vehicles in year one. <laughs> well, it it's kind of sad too because you get your sparrow for the first time and it's so much fun, and it actually m- made me like excited to see what other vehicles we were gonna get. And then it was like, oh well, you only really see vehicles twice in the in the campaign, and then you don't really see them ever again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the the sparrow is one of my favorite vehicles in you know like any video game just just because of the way it feels. But the the pike and the interceptor, I feel like are 
not very high on the list of my favorites. (laughs) That doesn't exactly compete with the Warthog. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the Warthog, the Chopper, those those are good vehicles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well. So, yeah, I'm not personally uh, uh, saddened by the loss of, of combined arms. Uh, as much as I, I always loved, you know, Bungie vehicle, you know, like big team battle style gameplay. Uh, not a big fan of it in Destiny so far. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, there's sort of uh, even with the new destination in the Taken King, we're not even going to be able to ride our sparrows around in there. Yeah, yeah. I just sort of thought of that. Um, so yeah, vehicles are just sort of becoming less and less important. And I wonder if that's because they're going back to the drawing board on it, or if if they're just cutting them. Yeah, and well, and as as much as I enjoyed my spare, I will admit, uh, it it did it did make you miss a lot of stuff in Destiny. Like you you would miss other players doing things that you oh, yeah. might not have missed if you'd walked through an area, for example. Um, and I, I don't know if that's why they're not having it in the in the Dreadnought or not, but uh, it is it is interesting that that that. That's that's that is a little bit of a problem. I wonder if that affected their decision at all. Could be. I I feel like I would have not minded like if the sparrow went away, but I was able to when I go to launch a patrol mission, for instance, I could choose you know one of several drop points because they have those on the right. map. They they have those little areas. They have the guardian flags. Like we have these drop points set up. Well, and you you, you use them for the strikes, right? So exactly. in, in various in. missions. Yeah. Um, but if we could somehow choose which one to go to, I feel like that would um, that would be even nice. And I wonder if they're going to do that for, for Dreadnought stuff, because if it is really a large space and you have everybody moving from one point, you know, out into the environment, uh, if if there's only one point of ingress, it's going to be kind of weird. Hmm. But <laughs> no comments. No comments. I think I think we agree. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think that pretty much covers the uh, material that we've seen so far. We've got another Twitch stream happening on Wednesday. Uh, they're going to show us a uh, strike, and um, oh, then we have packs. That's what it is. We have packs coming up <laughs> this weekend. I oh yeah. Forgot. So we're going to have a bunch of DBOers, you know, in the Seattle area. Um, I'm looking forward to hanging out and. I'll try to say hi to as many people as possible. I don't know if uh, if we have like an organized way of getting together with people. I've never actually been to PAX before. This will be my first run, so yeah, I should probably figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> you have. You have only you know it's you got a couple of days. Do you do, have you had a, have you had any um, response to your request for survey submissions? Yep, yep. I've got a list of Good. people. And contact information for them. So if you haven't already, uh, and you're listening to this, uh, you can find I started a thread, and there's a, a quick little survey you can do that will basically just let me know how to get in touch with you during PAX if I actually get my act together and get a meetup planned at the last. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, it's just a you know it's it's a small um, email. And if not, I'll, yeah, I'll just sign spammer. you up for a bunch of spam. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just I I knew you'd do that, so I gave you Claude's email address for mine. Oh, oh okay, good. Oh, very nice. Too. Don't worry, it'll only be targeted towards you because that makes it better, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm just selling all of that information to Google. 
Oh my goodness. Not really, people. He's he's not serious. I just have to make that disclaimer. <laughs> right, Duncan? Right, and right, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, guys. Thank you so much for uh for tuning in and listening to yet another episode of the Starside Lounge. And we are um going to probably have a couple week break and then we're gonna hit the ground really hard run it we're gonna be running when taking king lands um we've got some ideas for maybe doing like a live uh twitch stream doing some content there we'll we'll get back to you on that but i think it'll be it'll be nice and if for some reason you don't want to see that please let us know because yeah. if you're not gonna watch it we're not gonna do it <laughs> i have a feeling people are gonna gonna like that so <laughs> Uh yeah well thank you once again Zenos as always for co-hosting no problem it's uh it's always good to have you and Claude are you now more informed We're coming in with zero information ah uh, but but you I have, am more informed yes you, you are I feel, leaving I feel like I know what's coming in year two exactly you're ready to go and Duncan we finally we finally uh were able to harpoon you pull you into the podcast. Yes, I, I'm sort of picturing like the opening scene of Halo One, where I'm like coming out of cryo sleep, <laughs> and I like <laughs> unseal the hushed casket. <laughs> Very nice. But yeah, thank you so much. Question for... is, are you going back in after this? <laughs> it's it's pretty late here on the East Coast. So. <laughs> it is. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for for joining this week, and we will see those of you who are coming to PAX. We'll see you in a couple days, and we will be back in a couple weeks with another uh, episode of the Starside Lounge. We'll see you Starside. Welcome to the DBO Starside Lounge, uh, episode seven. Um, I'm gonna start over. <laughs> my, my brain, my brain just was like, nah. See if this was alive, you couldn't do that. Right, that's right. Actually, that's the first start over. Start over I've done. It's not the first time you should have done one though. Oh, I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go.